Previously on 90 Day Fiancé Coupled with Chaos, your happiest time of the entire week was when Katie and yes. Alejandro, they decided... To move to UK. Oh, I was you didn't so care. happy. Other than her granny is what you thought about. Yes. But I think that they made a decision and they both seem to agree. Yeah, and it does make the most sense. I was just really touched even further that he volunteered it. It was his choice. And, and that he was willing so quickly. He loves her. I'm Steve. And I'm Kelly. And this is 90 Day Fiancé Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day Fiancé Reality Roundup Episode 15. Quite a lineup we have. Are you ready? You're mm-hmm. going to be mad when you hear all the stuff that we're covering. Uh-oh. You ready? Here mm-hmm. we go. And you know what? Let's make this episode... We'll kind of do this as a sneak peek of what you get in Reality Roundup. Let's do this whole, I guess the pressure's on. Mm-hmm. Let's do this whole thing as a free bonus episode for everybody. Pressure's on, or I have to edit out that. Um, that is free. That it's free because <laughs> it'll be a crappy episode and nobody will want to listen to us. We have Single Life, Season 3, Episode 1. 90 Day UK Season 1 Episode 8. Who does that to a person? We're going to cover 60 Days In Season 4, 7, Episode 4, Say No to Drugs, Inmate to Roommate. Episode 4, The Meat Police, Love After Lockup, Season 4, and we're calling this Episode 17. But this is, I don't know, it's like five or six Dirty Little Secrets and the premiere episode of Sister Wives. Season 17, episode one. We may save that for the end. It is shocking to me that these people have been a part of my life for the Here's what I'm going to tell you, because I'm a little more in tune with social media maybe than you are. Your take on Sister Wives is the minority. I believe that it would be. So, And it is completely, so maybe I guess stick around. I won't save it. We won't do that at the end. I'll do the non-TLC stuff at the end. Um, but let's get right into, let's do um, Single Life first. Because okay. it was the last thing that that we have that seen. We watched. Wow. It started out right with Natalie. Oh. I can tell you that her voice grates on me. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, the, the way that she speaks, it's so curt and short. You know what I mean? It's a tone thing. She's like I, never, I think her issue is that she's never so negative. relaxed. Yeah. If you think about just being around somebody like that would be very difficult. Who can't just let their guard down and have a good time, enjoy each other's company. Instead, it's got to be the Inquisition. It's an agenda. <laughs> this is our second date. Why can't you make a commitment? Yeah. I felt, I felt even uncomfortable pressure and everything's like a big problem. I was pleasantly surprised that when he invited her to L.A. that he booked her a separate room. So he wasn't trying to pressure her for something else, which I found surprising in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be unlike him. He works with models. And, yeah. You, you know what I just mean? Before. Well, he's seen the show. So he knows Natalie's almost like a, what do you want to? A project. She, what's one? A Fabergé egg is what she is. <laughs> but... Uh, unbreakable 
you know, she says that she doesn't care. She's so hung up on him and his attractiveness. Yes. But, but now we've dealt with Natalie for years now. And Natalie was always, I don't want an attractive boyfriend because I'm a jealous person and an attractive man I'm going to be jealous of. So I'd rather have more of a homely man. But boy, she is hung up on how attractive he is. Yes, it seems to be over and over again. I think she's lost focus. I actually think it was a theme of everyone on the show this time. Yeah, it seems to be. If It bothered me. Kind of what we bring to the table as a couple is our relationship. Right. That's Uh what we have. And so for us, I think maybe this is a little I don't know what advice we could give Natalie other than you'd like to say relax. But she's 37. And I I don't know. I I think it seems like she's been 37 for a while Uh and we lose track of ages. If I were her and having a kid was that important, I would be freezing some eggs and then trying to find a legitimate relationship and not pushing the envelope with every person I met to see if I could have a kid with this person. You know, you know, what would be the perfect person? This is not the person for Natalie. This won't work with these two aren't going to be a thing because he'd have to quit his job. Yeah. What does she need? Constant attention. Unfortunately, we don't do show prep. We turn on the microphones and begin talking. So what happens is I ask you questions that you don't know the answers to. My thought for her is she needs like uh, Tom from er- Erica. She needs oh, that someone guy. who's also yeah. at that point in their lives no, where they feel older. stressed to get married. Not that Tom. I'm talking Tom oh. from Erica and Tom from. Oh, she needs. Yeah, she needs a 60 to seven. be a trophy wife. for Yes, somebody. That, that's probably which a guy who's so wealthy that he really doesn't have to work every day uh-huh. and dotes on her. Also. Yes. And so that would be it would spend money on her. That that's really what she needs. Like could a give, sugar daddy could give her a child and the attention that she needs, uh-huh. but isn't going to be gone at work all day because she can't handle yeah, I see that. What you're saying she wanted him. To be right there. And she was up, She was actually upset that he wasn't at the photo shoot. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was all. You know, she was upset because she wore the wrong shoes. This is a second date. For I mean, there was sakes. trouble even. What if you're on this paddle boat? What are you going to do with those shoes on? What would you do if you're on the swan paddle boat? Uh, take them off? Yeah, you would just take them off <laughs> and not make like an issue of it. Uh-huh. Everything for her is a dramatic issue there's Uh never just i mean we we talk all the time i mean what happens to her on a you know tuesday afternoon Uh when there's nothing going on can she just relax probably not it doesn't seem like she is ever gonna get there and that's a problem yeah so why is he gonna want this kind of drama it's just too much work yeah it's hard so why would you do something and, and be involved in something that's that hard? It's not – is it worth the trouble? I don't know. Do you think if it weren't for Mike's mom, like if she were completely out of the picture, do you think that they would have worked? I think two things would have made that work. One, if he was already living in Seattle right. and mom wasn't around. I think yes, if those two things were there – I think they would have been fine. For I think each so other. too. Living in the compound, which is the, living in the trailer uh-huh. out in the middle of nowhere where he had to drive two hours plus each way. Yeah. Made it so 
they were never together. Yeah. So that turned out to be really the problem. And then his mom talking in his ear all the time Mm -hmm. about her. Although I think drama would have followed her anywhere. I think something. Right. But I think he would have tolerated it. I think that would have been something that was possible. I agree. I think the scary one this week was Tanya. I think Yes. I texted you. We watched this separately. I texted you during the day, and I thought, you know what? If Tanya, this is going to sound really bad, but if, if she didn't have such large breasts, <laughs> I think that maybe she would have developed more of a personality that would have made it so she doesn't she literally leads everything she does with her boobs with her boobs yeah she was working hard at setting them up in front and center it makes it so that's the that's the topic of attention and i mean if you i guess if you if that's if you have an asset like that what did i tell you about my feelings on boobs i used to be pretty well endowed before i had children before you got um uh, yard is exactly. we're going to use that as a verb now yard is what happened to you right so before that what did i tell you how did i feel about attention to that part of my anatomy mm. hated it yeah absolutely hated it couldn't have a conversation with somebody and they weren't looking down we're not the best really gender bothered me well you look um we have a personal podcast too that we talk about and um, your other end has been getting some attention in, <laughs> in the parking lots lately. It's taken over oh, being the it? largest part of my anatomy. Your fine fine is what? You, <laughs> you were uh, approached by another woman. Said, what were you wearing for pants? What was um, it? The Skechers go walk pants. Yeah. And so she said you were fine fine. <laughs> so now what happens when you wear those pants? What do you do? I wear a long shirt over them that covers my rear end. You are fine fine. <laughs> so I felt like bad for Natalie because I, I mean, Natalie, for Tanya, because I really felt like, look, there is, a, I think there's a good person in there. Right. I don't I think she's smart. Mm-hmm. I think she's well-rounded. I think just because she hasn't chosen like a career path, she she knows a lot of stuff uh-huh. like she doesn't know a lot about anything, but she knows a little bit about everything. And so she has so much more to offer than just her in a bikini. Yeah. And, yeah, and I found it interesting, even the guy that she was meeting, yeah. the way he talked about her just made me feel sleazy because he met her on the beach, dancing on the beach with her tatas out. Well. And where were they going on this date? To the beach. And look, she chose to have the opening. No, they don't just accidentally film you swimming around the pool with your top off, right? Uh-huh. That's a decision that you've made. Right. So she has made this decision. This is how she has chosen to be. And that's her choice, right? Mm-hmm. If this is, you can, wh- whatever you're bringing to the table. But I do think she brings more to the table than that. Mm-hmm. And you kind of wish that, um, that, that she, she would see it that way. Yeah, because I think she has more to offer. What about her and the divorce? That was a bit of an awkward conversation. Yeah, when they asked her mm. in the side interview if she would ever see herself getting back with Sinjin, she didn't answer. 
And well, even when she looks like a deer in the headlights, the disadvantage of not taking really good notes is I don't know the name of the guy who she was seeing. I don't think that lasts. I think it matters. But he asked about whether or not she was divorced. And initially Uh she said yes, then separated and they hadn't done the paperwork and the paperwork's not important. And you could see him call her out on that. Yeah. So you're not actually divorced. Well, I tell people I'm divorced. Well, I'm really separated. So you know what? If you're not going to go ahead and do the paperwork. Yeah, so this was where the producer asked the question. Yeah. So she says, what's the point of the paperwork if in my heart and mind I've already moved on and it's over? And they said, well, do you see yourself back with Sinjin? Uh... <laughs> I, th- I think that might just be production stuff. You know, I'm well, not I don't know because... She, I think she does feel that way. She says she has a connection with Sinjin and that the straw that broke the camel's back was that he didn't want children. And she did. Hmm. So if that changed, if his opinion then changed. Then I think they she, could end up back together. They were awfully teary-eyed when they left each other. They were. And I don't think it was fake in no. any way. It it reminds you of your... There was uh, a lot of pain there, of loss. If you don't listen to us normally, it reminds... There's one scene of Kelly's that's not of Kelly's personal life, but of 90 Day. It's um, Anna and... um, uh, Marcel. Marcel, yeah. Or Marcel, as I would say. It's not Marcel. No. When the two of them are just sitting on the couch, sitting next to each other, full open, bawling their eyes out. Yeah. Uh, It crushed me. And so the two of them were, it was pretty similar to that. Real scene. If we weren't probably tired of the two of them. Yeah. You know, in their hot mess of a life, and somebody (sighs) needs to work, you know, and grow up. Right. And stop drinking it all out. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm thinking? And I texted this to you. I said, you know, at no point in any one of these scenes that we have seen has anybody ever said, you know what? I'm going to take a break from trying to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a mate and focus on my career. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) They have not. That has never come up. Really? I'm now more convinced than ever after seeing like Colt uh-huh. and Debbie and that whole mess of an apartment oh, or a condo, terrible. whatever that was, that Colt and Vanessa aren't working. They I, don't have yeah. to work. Right. And they're staying with uh, her, her cousin. Yes. Yeah. So they don't have to work. We as a collective 90 day fiance reality TV world, I believe we are supporting all of these people through Cameo and, and may it possibly even be an OnlyFans. I'm not saying that necessarily with Colt, but I hope not. But I think we're supporting them all and more power to them. If we're going to do it, you're free to make money however well, you I'm want. I'm not supporting them. <laughs> right. So no, no Colt OnlyFans Christmas Definitely gift for you. Not. He could have a nice cape on. I sent you some screenshots. Screenshots. Kelly I version took. screenshots, not my version. Well, I was watching television, yeah. so I just took a um, picture with my. You were phone. drunk on the couch watching <laughs> Handmaid's of, Tale. Of what he looks like. I go, what the heck is he wearing? And I sent you the picture of the back of him leaving, and you said a cape. And then I sent you a picture of the front, and I'm like, 
His man boobs are front and center. He's got a sloppy t-shirt and unmatched shorts on and this robe over his clothes. It was the it most looked, ridiculous thing. He looked And like, hair everywhere. Go back. It was disgusting. And not that I, I encourage anybody to go back and watch this scene with Colt, but I'm just <laughs> saying, go look at that bedroom. Yeah. And so then I realized when I sent you the pictures, every picture I took, if you look at the background, it's a hot mess. I still don't think any one of them does any cleaning. She talked about because he was going to come over. That would it would panic. You know who you need? Who this is? I look. Who do you need to come over to the house to help you? Uh the dude Matt, from Matt, Matt from, Hoarders. from Hoarders. That's who you need. Matt would have that place cleaned up in a jiffy. Well, you know what struck me was that she went in to clean up his suite of rooms, right? Only he's been gone for a month. A month. When do you think I would have been in there? Well, you'd be <laughs> what do there I do as soon as her daughter leaves the house? Every day. Right. Can you think, uh, do you think they haven't eaten in there or left food in there? Ugh. This is not pretty. This is not a pleasant thing. And all them cats everywhere on top I of it? I felt uncomfortable. Ugh. Look, we have good experiences being around elderly people. Yes. Now, by elderly, we're just going to go ahead and say 20 years older than us. At least. Right. Because we're old already now. And so, Well, we weren't when we first started having elderly friends. I get it. But they weren't <laughs> as old. They're just always still 20 years different right. than us. For me, it's like lifelong. I've always been drawn to older community. But we've never come across an older person with a language or attitude than that Debbie has. Oh, wow. No. I am in, I was a bit surprised. <sighs> yeah. She's got one thing on her mind. Exactly. Well, that's good for her. I said, man, she must have been a wild child as a young person. Yeah. Because the, she's still got that in her now. So the thought that she's not been doing any of that for 14 years. Is hard to believe. She's going to tear that dude up. Yeah. Poor fella. And on the surface, this seems good. We are going to talk about what we also do as an inside scoop show on the weekend. So uh, we have uh, where we kind of go and and dig in the background, deep um, whatever, and hunt down stuff on people. And so there's something brewing about her boyfriend that we are going to talk about. She's so forward. It makes me feel dirty. <laughs> like yes. I found myself uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe even blushing at how forward take a she lot. was. We're judgy is how they reviews. If you review us, that's how we are reviewed. <laughs> you know what? It would suit her much better to probably go. What what she needs from somebody is somebody to. A companion. A companion to live life with. Right. And that would really do her well. I think somebody who already owns a home. Um, it's it settled. Isn't, it isn't currently married. Yeah. That would all things that would help her quite a bit. Yeah. Caesar, on the other hand, I you don't know, know. I think he's probably a nice person. I agree. But it's like he's trying to buy love. Yeah. You know? Like, why can't you just let it happen naturally? Well, he's 49, getting to be 50. I, I think... It's maybe where he's looking or how he's looking or he's trying too hard. That's what I think it is. You know, he's 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 just looking at this 
matchmaker person to serve him up some women on a platter. It just, it doesn't sit well with me. Well, the whole point of this is, and he's ignoring the fact of what's happened, what's about to happen in the Ukraine. And evidently it's already happening while this is going on. Uh-huh. And he just blindly goes, well, the matchmaker says it's all right. Well, he did check the news the morning of his flight. And it was not good. Right. He said, well, it looks like they're getting ready to go to war. But I also read stories that say that they're about to work everything out. <laughs> and I, I don't know where he was reading stories about working things out. Well, I have heard that in Ukraine, the news in Russia, the, the news was they're not going to go to war because they didn't really believe that it was it would come to that. I don't know where he's getting but his. But in the U.S., it was, I didn't read this. This anywhere. is about to happen. I didn't read this anywhere. He just, just blindly, it's going to be different this time because of the matchmaker. Who in Ukraine, as a young blonde Ukrainian girl, is going to be going to the matchmaker right. for a U.S. person, mm-hmm. someone who wants to come to the U.S. And yeah, that's fine. I don't think we have any issues with people if they want to come to the U.S. But that, I think that's not what he's looking for. Well, I think it's he what wants, he would say. He with. wants a real relationship, but and he thinks he's going to get that this way, and I don't think he's going to find that. Right. I don't know. It's kind of he's he, going to find somebody to make an arrangement with. But he's going. He's, he's going. headed that way. Yeah. And so it's happening. He just unless or he's going to get off the plane and get handed a weapon and go to war. They're going to mistake him <laughs> as a soldier and put a backpack on him and send him <laughs> off to fight. So where do you think this works out with Caesar? Uh, nothing good. He'd be back to where be we out are. More money, working extra to pay for his trip, and then I forgot he was he'd a be nail. Money to I forgot different. he was a nail technician. It's got to not be. A great paying job. I thought he was a hairdresser. For some reason, I thought he was in construction. No, no. He I just did. In a salon, it's been a while. I thought he was a hairdresser. It's been a while since we've seen him. So, uh-huh. you know, he's a funny guy. Yeah. I mean, funny in a, a what, a old dad kind of way. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, he is 50. I just think with his personality, you think that, you know, some of his friends or his fan, friend group would have, would have hooked him up with somebody. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, let's be honest. I just try to have me go back. I don't think I've ever been in a relationship outside of elementary school that ha- that wasn't a friend that that Set put me up. in contact with somebody. Mm. I'm not a person who would have ever been in a place where I would have met somebody and had a natural thing happen. Maybe it's I my, could see that. Just not you'd be like Hayden, not being outgoing enough to make the first approach. I'm personable. I can yeah. work. I'm well in a group. Right. I'm just never gonna I'm never gonna start that. Right. And Hayden was the same. The reason why he has a girlfriend he has is because she asked him out. <laughs> Literally <laughs> and everybody slipped her, her him her number. That's how it works. That's how it would have to work for me. Uh-huh. Somebody would have to set me up with somebody. And it was certainly true of us. Yeah, that's how it was. It was your brother. It was. And who was my boss. Right. That's personal podcast fodder. <laughs> 90 Day UK, which is kind of because you are from the UK. Mm-hmm. So this is our tie-in. Um, this is who does that to a person. I, what did that, you think? That has to be about Sean and Christine. Yeah. 
So she was pretty rough. We look at um, Sean and Christine. Christine was pretty rough on him. Yeah. I mean, she called him some pretty ugly words. Yeah. Do you think? We kind of talked about that. My thought was that it's more of a language issue that she probably. limited vocabulary of things to be able to call him. Yeah, I think she probably meant that this was dumb and what you did wasn't good and she used really ugly terms yeah she used idiot idiot yeah it was just not it just wasn't um it didn't sound no it didn't sit right it felt i felt really uncomfortable and and we kind of think you know sean's probably limited a little slow yes a little bit i just um you know when they made it seem mean it it really did and because it was towards him yeah, I don't think you can. It, idiot's not a word that we hear a lot, and and I haven't heard anybody else talk about it. But it just made me feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and I tried to put it in context. And, and and they were both crying because I get it. Because I don't think she thinks he's an idiot, right? I don't think she thinks that. Right. I think that she thinks he's put them in a real bad position. And he has. Yeah. And, but and you have to consider the motive, too. Agreed. So she calls the kids, and and I think it, it's... Um, she didn't seem overly mad until he said that they weren't in a position to send any more money for a while to her kids back in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And that's when it seemed to just blow up inside of her. And And it's not... I don't think it's the fact that he is or isn't sending money. I think is that he said that he was in a position so they could send money. Uh-huh. And that so people make plans. Right. On what you have said. Right. And he misrepresented his, his position. financial position. Right. And don't you think he had to think this is going to come out at some point? Well, yeah, I mean his mom kept calling him out on that and he says, "Well, I'll tell her eventually." I don't know the difference between his job and what the manager's job would be and what the pay would be, but I do, still don't think it's probably enough to support what they were doing. Mm-hmm. He should not have been in the position. A responsible person would not have not taken the higher paying job. Correct. Despite the responsibility. If that's what they were going to be doing, if he was going to be sending that kind of money. Easy for me to say, you got to suck it up because we were in that situation. Right. Mm -hmm. I could have just stayed with what I was doing and it probably I could have just punched the clock and it would have been harder for us. Very. But we made a choice and and legitimately, I think we we suffered a bit because of the choice. Yeah. We sacrificed some time. Yeah, definitely. I think we were probably pretty lucky that we came out of it like we did. Yeah, for sure. Because it wasn't easy that way. You with three kids, me uh, probably spending... I would say 60 hour work weeks and then coming home, not with the best attitude right? after working 60 hours and then really coming home and working more. That was always tough. Yeah. So I don't know. They were all in tears. And for me, I think if you can get to a point where not that you're trying to make everybody cry, but that they're both crying, it's not just one of them crying and the other uh-huh. one sitting there cold. The two right. of them are crying together. Yeah. He feels bad. 
and she feels bad that he put himself in the position while trying to support her and her whole family. Now, she can't work at this point. Right. She's just on a tour. That's piece. really the tough part of it all. She's got to accept this financial position and not be able to contribute to dig them out of it. I bet you she's... So they got to live in this hole for a period of time. That's tough. That she's... A warrior. She seems, I bet you she's a grinder. I bet she is. She would have him whipped into shape in no time. Yeah. I think they're good together. I really hope that everything works out. I hope they get through these rough patch. Hmm. Yeah. This whole thing, though, she leaves and heads out. You said you thought she was leaving. leaving. Yeah, I thought she was going back to the Philippines to see her friend, but it turns out their friend was local. Yeah, I'm betting this is just a little day trip. I don't think she'd leave... I don't Her think kid. she'd leave yeah, the boy I was confused about with that. him. I don't think he's at a point. I'm sure he's a doting, loving man. But looking at the condition of that flat, I would. Um, yeah. I, I'm probably not leaving him there. Yeah. I would want at least mom to come over and assist. Yeah. But she gets the house whipped up into shape in no time. But she says he's a bit sloppy and snores. He just looks like somebody who snores, doesn't <laughs> yes, he? Yes, he does. Something about him. Can you imagine how much more you would snore if you were a big guy like that? I don't like your tone. You snore bad enough as it is. Whatever. Every time I... I'm not sure. Every time I fall, I go get in bed and you fall asleep and I look over and see that you've forgotten to put your neck thing on. I go, crap, it's going to be one of those nights. This is the venue for you to be airing our personal (laughs) dirty laundry out. You remember the paywall. There is no paywall here. Uh-huh. This is out for everybody. Uh-huh. So now the world knows that you. If you happen to fall into a well <laughs> or trip and accidentally, I don't know, find yourself in a trash compactor or a wood chipper, uh-huh. my pool of women of your replacement is going to be even smaller. Because they're going to know that, that you snore. That I sometimes snore. <laughs> Occasionally snore. Column and Marvin. I think I called Marvin by the wrong name last week, I believe. I think I called Marvin Victor because I really thought his name was Victor for some reason. Do we have a Victor on another show? Yeah. The, the Caribbean couple on the island with the hurricane. Victor and, Victor and the Ellie. pizza lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I came up with Victor. So, well, well, this is Marvin. So mom talks to Marvin this time, and his attitude seems to change quite a bit. Mom says, I think you're moving too fast. This is what we saw happening. We didn't get too deep into that conversation, but Marvin seems really distant. Yes. After this conversation. Yes. So mom wants him. Yeah, well, here's what she says. This is not how it's supposed to work. She said, you're supposed to meet and hang out for a year, then get engaged for a year, and then get married. So it sounds like by the time it's over, it's probably two or three years after you meet before you get married. Ha ha, I say. (laughs) We were three months, (laughs) and we were married. We wrote in February, met in what? july mm-hmm. and then got married at the beginning of november yes with time apart in between them. yes so exactly for sharna, most of the time sharna says that doesn't happen very often that oh. is a inmate to roommate that. reference if you 
if you don't know, you should watch that because we're going to talk about that. I'm not going to say pause this and go watch that. Just go ahead and keep listening and then you can go catch up and watch that later. So, I mean, for these two, there's nothing saying it can't happen. We do think that that, that he is a bit quick. Yes, he does seem definitely. to be, he's Impulsive. got a, a little Natalie in him. Well, the fact that Callum want, doesn't really want children, but is saying that he does for the sake of um, Marvin mm-hmm. is kind of messed up because I think he's not being truthful with Marvin. Well, I think he, you that. think do you, I don't think he's lying. I I think for him, he's he, he might be willing to compromise and have a kid, but he should be honest about that. He I, doesn't desire. Children. I don't think. I don't think he is. I think he sees himself as wanting kids. I think he's that enamored with being in a relationship and finding somebody to spend the time with it. He is almost lost in the relationship. I think you could, if, if Marvin said, no, I'm only going to marry somebody who wears purple shoes. I believe that he, he would would just wear purple shoes and love purple shoes. Uh Man, oh, that's kind of, but I, I think he's that. It would be like who's the one that were the Real Housewives of Dubai, like uh, um, Chanel Iron, uh-huh. that he is impressionable with whoever oh, yeah. he's around, whoever he's around at the time, mm-hmm. and and I don't think he would see it Im- immediately as a compromise or a change uh-huh. of position. He just sees himself. I think he, he would just he's easily swayed. Yes, I believe that's the case. You put it much. You said it in two words. And it took me a whole minute. <laughs> so I congratulate you. I'm a bit too wordy. <laughs> How do you think Pat has a yacht? Do you think Pat a yacht in Greece? Where does she come up with a whole yacht? Surely she's renting it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I think so too. I. I don't think that she owns a yacht in no. Greece. I would think that she is. Um, producers have found one for them to go meet and that's where they're going to go a 40 foot i i wanted to research like the cost of this yacht this boat but i didn't but she's bringing him to greece Um, and she gets to meet her friend and they talk a bit about um, him having a relationship with her yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, they, here's what they say, you know. He said all the nice things, like age is just a number, and, and it was still all friendly. Uh-huh. He didn't say anything about uh, wanting a relationship or marriage or anything like that. He said, term. you can trust me. It's, I think it's the closest thing that they got to them saying that that this was, I don't know, that he had good intentions. I can't imagine in any way. And, it, you know, it just kind of goes into last week. We don't think he has romantic intentions no, for her at all. At all. And we'd rather that uh, they be honest with each other. I think right. it would be because I think Pat deserves. Yeah. Deserves the truth. Right. And she calls it. She I, seems like a lot of fun. There is somebody out there for her. Agreed. The trouble is, is I think she needs somebody younger. 
to keep up with her her level of activity. She's so energetic. Interest in exploring and yeah. Well, she's almost the opposite of Debbie. You don't see Pat. Pat's not talking about sex all the time. It's not... uh, Pat is legitimately looking for somebody to spend a time companion. She's in, but she's not going to find it in somebody so young. She probably right. ought to be targeting, I don't know, late 50s mm-hmm. to mid 60s. That would probably be maybe somebody 51 <laughs> looking to travel. You know, I could uh, I could see myself on a yacht in Greece. With a wrinkly old woman. Well, hey, hey. Everybody, we all know, we're all a little more wrinkly we are definitely than there. we were before. For sure. I don't know how that happens. I don't either. Well, my skin is just, you know, I have a theory when it comes to that, is that your your skin has just stopped trying anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not even trying to stay tight. Yeah, I noticed that after what? my last surgery, oh. the weight gain when I your couldn't BBL. be active and then losing it again. Like the skin doesn't quite go back when the weight is gone. Yeah. Hey, what's that? Excess <laughs> skin. There's a wrinkle there that wasn't there yeah. before. I noticed it when I get in the pool to sunbathe on my mm. lounger. Hey, no. And there's a crease, unless I stretch back, that doesn't tan <laughs> because of the extra skin. No. <laughs> it's not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look. Sorry, uh, listeners. <laughs> but. So it's great to know how quick was Victoria that she got to the point after all of her investigation and her, I'm not sure he's actually divorced, did we switch from probably not divorced to I'm glad we have settled that you're actually divorced. I think we missed whatever evidence Sean put in there that convinced her that that was actually the truth. Uh-huh. Did you hear it? No. I did not. But we got... um, And I'm guessing that the document he gave her was bunk. Because even she looked at it with other existing documents, even though they're all in Japanese, and noticed inconsistencies. Signatures that aren't there, you know, seals, things that make it it, documents official. It would be like an application for it. Not the actual granting of uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And he said, well, it varies by city. Hmm. It you would... know, he's constantly telling producers in the side interviews that he is 100% lying about everything. Yeah, that, but could that be a lie? Wouldn't that be brilliant? He's such a good liar that he's lying about lying. No, because the way he talks to her, the hesitation that before he speaks, it's so, all I'm manufacturing a story while we're talking. So I think he's just a pathological liar, yes, right? Exactly. Be- he probably lies when he doesn't even need to lie. Because it looks like going through customs there. He made up a story there too instead of staying he was traveling with her. Well, it made me think that he was lying about the marriage then. Uh-huh. Because. He didn't want to reveal that he was traveling with her. Right. Because. Because I don't, I think if there's one group of people you don't lie to, and probably as, even as a liar, you'd like to go, these are people of authority. It's probably best that I not lie to them. Uh-huh. That would be better. And so if you wait. And that was her take. That's what she kind of schooled him on, was why did you lie to these customs people? There was no reason for it. You know what he said? 
just a misunderstanding. <laughs> misunderstanding. <laughs> I have never seen anybody be around so many misunderstandings than this guy. Uh-huh. He's a disaster, and I can't figure out why she hadn't already left. Yeah, she's also very easily sweet. sweet. We didn't well, get- but you know, but the thing is, she sees the discrepancies. She just chooses to ignore them. Mm-hmm. It's not that she's not savvy enough to notice the red flags. She sees all of them waving boldly. Yeah. She just chooses to look past them because mm-hmm. she wants it to be okay. Yeah, but we know it's not. Right. And she's going to find out it's not soon, too. Right. He even is. says it's not. Inmate to roommate. Well, I guess for us, we just got to talk about Bill first, right? Absolutely. Because it's Bill. He's our guy. Our buddy. Yeah. And so, what a mess he's in. Yeah. Could probably could get him. Mark and Sharner, a piece of work. Get him a little cooler or something. That would probably be helpful. <laughs> There's some things we could probably do that could make things easier. At least he's not, um, you know what he could do is empty out the toilet bowl and put some cups in it <laughs> and see who, maybe he can and talk to somebody. And see who answers. Yeah, see who's there. He could pass stuff and forth with some spoons through the toilet. That <laughs> is we've learned through Jailbirds. Jailbirds so. <laughs> reference on, um, uh, what is that, Netflix. <laughs> so they seem to have a problem with Mary. Yeah. I've kind of had some back and forth with Bill. So Bill seems like a normal guy. Mary does too. Mary really seems like personally that she is 100% Bill. Like even part mm-hmm. part publicist and you know, it's hard to tell a personal relationship. But obviously from the show, it seems to seems be a romantic relationship uh-huh. that Mark and Sharna are not fans <laughs> of. Which is none of their business or concern whatsoever. Sharna even seemed mad about it. She did. I told you. I think she's she's got a little. She's crushing a little bit on Bill. I think. And he, he said, "You know, people meet on blind dates and they get married eventually." And she jumped out of her skin. Yeah. Well, that's a rarity. That uh-huh. doesn't happen. It's it's rare. Uh-huh. I couldn't help but think about us. Right. I was just our, gonna say they haven't met us. Yeah, ours wasn't quite like that. But the two of them met on some dating app. So anything can happen. But the two of them aren't, look, the two of them aren't desperately in love. I mean, realistically, we wrote letters, exchanged one photo. Could have been in jail. Saw each other in person for a week and got engaged. (laughs) It could have been like a jail thing. I mean, really. You didn't know. Well, I guess I knew your brother, so I guess that counts. But still, I could have been anybody. We've talked about that before. Yeah, you're right. I spent more time with your mom and dad than I did you. Correct. Meet on the vents. Not a bad idea. Uh, but here's the trouble. Here's my problem with the meet on the vent thing. Uh-huh. Okay. This is just me. I'm going to call it. Even though, look, we've communicated with Bill. Here's my issue with the show. Bill just got out. What was, did you see the snow on the ground when they got out? No, I didn't notice. Yeah, so there's snow yeah, there all over the place, uh-huh. and it's cold. And Sharna was in the van with a blanket on. The vent is not going to be pumping out. Yeah, he could stick it outside. The, the vent's not going to be pumping out cold air. Right. So I get the production aspect of this, but they probably didn't need to try this one on us. The heat—it's just—it's a heater at this point. 
uh-huh. and is pumping out hot air. Uh-huh. So he could warm up his sandwich there, not cool it. Uh-huh. And he had a drink there too. So That's he wasn't true. trying to heat up his tea, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So. Good point. Not fooling me on that one, but it's a show. And and I think it was to point out that that's what he did in prison. Yeah, it's a good story. He probably shouldn't have fallen for that one, but so sorry, <laughs> but we're good. Somebody needs to get. I said, mini. like I said, you we're going to get a mini fridge. We're going to be honest about this, and we're not just going to reanalyze this stuff. <laughs> and so this is real. So, I mean, it could be real between them. I, I thought the interesting thing was that it was eight weeks that she stood by him in. While he was in prison. So it was only eight weeks that well, they said had been. They've, they've known each other for three months was what he said in the last episode. Mm. And it's eight weeks. So they showed him out being a week. He could have rounded up and even rounded down with the eight weeks in jail. I mean, eight weeks and three months. You you can, I can cover that in rounding. I'm not too upset mm-hmm. about that. But that they're so upset about his relationship and it's going to be a distraction for him. I mean, he's not going to go work a nine to five. He's not going to um, work at Home Depot right. or at Sonic. It's not happening. He's not that guy yeah, and he's he not that, that age. <laughs> so it looks like for him, he's writing books and probably selling himself as an expert on podcasts and TV shows and stuff like that as mm. as a a, you know, just kind of a crime expert. The um, book that he talked about on this episode with Robert Durst like that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I might want to. Doesn't seem like it's a big read. Or something. Yeah, I'll um I'll see what I can do. He is talking about when you talk if you get with him on Twitter, you know, about buying it and him autographing. You may have to get oh. it from him. Oh, that's neat. So I don't know, but you think he'd be good enough to get it out? Savvy enough to have it on Amazon? Yeah, you think by this point you would if you've published a book, you could get it. You hardcover, yeah. yeah. That's where it's got to be now. But I thought that was good, that, but that Sharna threw it in the trash because she didn't like the language. Made <laughs> well, me, that would bother me too. You know, it made me it made me think of Garcelle's getting her book thrown away by Erica, uh, which turns out to be oh, actually, inside scoop. It made this. me think about somebody we used to go to church with who would take oh, a yeah. uh, sharpie. And black get, out the bad language and then pass the book on to yeah, the next person. give it to somebody. That's super. Yeah. That is great. That way they could enjoy reading it without the bad language. Yeah. Try to rem- uh, remind me at some point to talk to you about the throwing away of Garcelle's book. Okay. Now it's, we're, we're like triple removed from Real Housewives. So, okay. yeah, it's kind of tough to get into that now. But threw it in the trash. And she said, I don't think the book will turn out. I don't think it'll turn out to be big or anything. Yeah, that was mean. Yeah, I'm going to pull her. Rude. Should have pulled her by her, what do you call those things on the side? Bangs are up here. What are her little wings that cover her ears? What do you call those <laughs> 1970, you know, it's not even 80s. It's 1970s thing. You know, you had those wings on the side. Uh-huh, that was an 80s thing. I had yeah, those but 80s in high, was in big. high school picture. They were big then. <laughs> my senior portrait, I had those. Is hers just flat? Yeah. No, that's too bad. Mm. Don't even want to meet meat at all in the house. There's nothing biblical about that. Right. That's what I said to you. And the gluttony business. Yeah, I said, what makes them pick that out of such a long list of things you can't do? There is a list. I mean, there's a lot. 
Yeah. How about uh, don't covet your neighbor's wife or look lustfully at a woman? Yeah, they don't or, put that on the list. Or you think if covet someone's possessions? If Mark's making the list, maybe that's what he'd actually. You think if he was a jealous guy, he would slide that in there, right? Don't covet your neighbor's that's what wife. Makes him pick gluttony off the list, Bill, to to highlight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. either we're doing a complete list, Mark, or a keep it simple. Mark is maybe like Kim from Plathville. No. Picking and choosing. Well, I think he's probably indulging in something. Maybe he's yeah. eating a lot of bread or chocolate. Something. So he's doing something. I couldn't help but. Uh, he's not a thin guy. No, that's what I'm saying. He's So he's doing something. <laughs> His shirt's awfully tight. For saying he's a vegetarian. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't make you big, but if you, if you eat a lot of, of celery. That doesn't happen to you. Right, that's what I'm saying. I get it. You don't have to talk to me. He's having something. I get you. Hmm. They said falling in love with the first woman who talks to him is what he's doing. Wow. Yeah, that's just, insulting. It's insulting to her. man. It's insulting too. to her to marry. Uh-huh. And it's insulting to him. It's he's insulting to everybody. Right. <laughs> I do like what he says. You know, he's out. We right. know he's getting out. He says, I'm good at figuring things out. I'll work something out. Yeah, he's a survivor. It's time to I move mean, on. The trick is, is we don't want him to get into trouble. So we encourage right. him getting out. And he was decent about it. He was. Saying, I do appreciate it. And I don't want to see, I don't want to slight the help they're giving me. Don't want to seem ungrateful. But I'm out. But this ain't working. Yeah, DQ's, I mean, everybody's got to get out. Dr. Henry's not quite the great place to be. No. And I, I think it was wrong of Dr. Henry. To set up an interview the next day. Yeah. Because what's anybody going to do the first day they get out? Yeah, you got to have some decompression time. Yeah. So you that's... Know, they even say when you go from public school to homeschooling, like, don't start scheduling your lessons right away. You got to have some decompression. Yeah. What well, I think DQ probably didn't... Somebody in his family should have stepped up and said, hey, let's let's... Can you do something and have this interview another day? Is what they should have done. Right. But to have it the next day. I mean, DQ's wrong for missing it. He's still got to be responsible and get and there. He had, and he and for all his saying, oh, yeah, I messed up, he decided the day before he was going to He knew it. Yes. He, he already decided. He said it. Yeah, his time so, frame that he gave about when he'd be back would be, yeah, we kept moving not and moving. And, yeah. So, there, it there, wasn't an accident or an oversight. This all could have been avoided. Right. I couldn't help. I just, every time I see Henry, I see his shirt all messed up and oh, stained. Oh, greasy hanging hair. Yeah. It's so nasty. And it's just, if he's got nowhere to get clean, that means like he's not clean. I feel like I need a shower clean. every time I see him on camera. You probably don't remember the TV commercials with uh, like the guy goes on a date and he has like a, you know, a t-shirt. The, the that, lip shirt. Yes, it's yeah. that. Uh-huh. So that's what made me think of that was, that was Dr. Henry with that's that funny. horrible shirt. It's like, uh, none of it's good. He goes off. Look, there's not a lot to do in Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, Michigan's not the hotbed of entertainment. Activity. No, but I guess everything is if you can find a bottle of alcohol. He's got to find a balance between fun and responsibility, you know? Yeah. So I think he apologizes, but we see in the preview that thing's going left. and yeah. He kind of accuses Dr. Henry of, it uh, sounds like racism. And yeah, and that's I'm not cool. I'm not sure that's where this is. I just his. I said if that was the case, he wouldn't have been no, no. inviting him to his home for free. No, no, <laughs> and and I think, but 
look, I mean, Dr. Henry talks down to him significantly he does. about he empathy. He shouldn't have talked to him like that. That like is, it's just, yes, he's an adult. Right. And I get it that he's got to learn stuff, but there's no need, no need to talk to him like that. He, what would you he expect? He talks to him like he's schooling him. Everybody, it was like Bilal. He made me think yes. that he was like Bilal. Uh huh. And, and nobody, nobody's going to respond well to that at no. all. I don't blame. The message is lost in the delivery. Yeah. I do not blame Sandra and Kyle. Nick seems like uh, his, yeah, he, the rule is the, it's not going to work. Yeah, he's already decided this is BS. I ain't doing it. I told you I thought he wrote something crappy on that uh -huh. paper and he signed it. Looks it looks like he was writing his own little message back like F you and this list. Yes, I <laughs> wiped my ass on it with your list is uh -huh. what it sounded. Because everybody stared and looked. Uh -huh. So I think next week, I hope anyway, we'll see if I'm right, that, that he put a little message on that. Uh -huh. I'm sure he did. That's probably not going to work out so well. I mean, yeah. we can say that about all of these, but I think if we didn't see the preview of Bill kind of giving them what for, I would have said that, that Nick's the first one out. Because right. he, he just seems like he'd blow up. Right. Because when he needed to be humble in the back of the car, he wasn't. Right. Let's talk about it. Let's look at the list. All sorts of things he could have done. But he just said, that's not going to happen. Right. Like, who are you? This isn't jail anymore. Uh -huh. You don't get to tell everybody that. Sandra just seems like she doesn't give an inch. Right. I love her reference of a flop pad. <laughs> I just, what is a flop pad? A flop house. I've heard of a flop house. Well, she was saying no female overnights. Yeah. No visitors, no drugs, no flop pad. Don't want your kind in my home, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's not good. But he talked about them um, drinking hand sanitizer. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, mouthwash was the thing in basic training mm, that people really? would drink. Yeah. Think of what that would do to your stomach. Nasty. Even the hand sanitizer would be the same. That thing can't be good for you. No, of course not. Alcohol. You know, you wonder why you see these shows and why the stuff's not clean. Yeah. So they're not doing anything with alcohol in it. <laughs> but I think people would drink bleach yeah. if it meant if you were desperate to get high and you're on heroin or morphine or, you know, something. You're doing whatever you can to try and get some kind of chemical reaction. Nasty. Yeah. What a mess. Tiffany's the new one we get this week. And she's just throwing her friend out. Sorry, you got to go. Yeah, Quinn's got to go. You got to get out. That was pretty crappy. Yeah, I don't know what the... Um, I'm not sure the scenario here. The message on the screen said that the place was no longer available. But she didn't really tell that to her friend. They're in a big... They're in like Indianapolis. They're, I think they're... I think that's a big city. Yeah, I think it was Indianapolis. There's another place you could get. You would think. Yeah. You think they all end up staying there? It's possible. Quinn looked well, I don't like. No, it looks like. Didn't it's Quinn say be, she was going to choke her out? Or yeah, something? it looks like it's going to be very hostile between Quinn and the new girl. Aria, she Ariel. rides with them, and the new girl says, "You've been a bitch since I got in this car." I went, "Wow." And we've only. Uh, we're assuming. I mean, it could right have been a drive, gate. but it's uh, it's probably a few hour drive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, no, there isn't a. You know, a large Facility. prison everywhere. Yeah. So I'm assuming that was a trip. Wow. Yeah. Since we got in. So that's going to be fun. I like that.
Inmate to Roommate is not letting us down. It's probably it second favorite show going on right now. Yeah. Of these, you know. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Relatively pleased. 60 days in. Um you said that you were um you were on uh, Lucky Chucky's side. We differ yeah, on this. Well, I said he seems like he's a nice guy. Relatively nice guy. I think maybe he's too nice. But he's got, I think it was like a million followers or more. It's something, it's a massive. In the social media world, his following is significantly large. Yeah, I said there's just something about him that I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, something endearing. You think it would be almost, even though it's not possible, more encouraging. Because you can see even this 18-year-old that he's in there with could probably use some help. Uh-huh. Never really had a lot of non-gang influence right, that's in what his I mean. life. Like, I think, you know, he's got some good in him. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But you see him turn left quickly. Yeah. He went all over that guard about the Tylenol. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, I was. I couldn't help but think if maybe the water he drank caused his thing with the stomach. Yeah, I don't know. You know, new water. Yeah, and he said it. Wouldn't he the one that said the only the hot? Of said only the hot it was water him. worked? Yeah. yeah. It was gross. You know what? I, here's what I don't think. It wasn't hot. It's just in those pipes for so long. Well, no, they have a hot water dispenser in their cell no. for making their ramen noodles. They oh, have no, a hot no. and a cold, they said. Yeah, it's a dispenser, but uh-huh. they don't produce their own. There's not like a water heater in there. Right. So it's just you have a hot water system in there. Boy, you have to eat. It's just not a place you want to be. No. Think how gross. Because what they have is like um, common bathrooms, uh-huh. like down in the pod. So you'd think that, you know, because if you had to take care of business, I am not wanting somebody to take care of business right there in the cell with me. And then flush. It goes in the air. Yeah. You know, microparticles. That's why I say you should cover your toothbrush or keep it in a sanitizer in the bathroom because the small part of microparticles from your flushing go into the air. Yeah, I don't know. That's gross. Yeah, I'm not sure. But he went, I mean, he just went kind of bonkers over the Tylenol. Yeah. And what's the Tylenol going to do for him? He didn't have COVID, so what's the Tylenol going to help him with? Maybe he had a fever or something? It could be because he got seen and then that's what they told him he was getting. Maybe he had a headache. And the guard recognized him. It's a lot of people recognizing him. It seems like it. So... But the guard recognized him from a prison that he'd been in Yeah, before. Cook County. Yeah. He was sarcastically. He said something about how good of a job that guy was doing. But you could tell he was Eddie Haskell in him. Uh-huh. You know, because as soon as he left, he was talking crap about him. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think he was talking too much about what he used to do and how he – because really, in if he's playing the character, he still did something to get into jail. So his life, to this kid, his life can't be all that great because he's in jail. And that kid said, well, I'd like to be like you someday, but not in jail. Uh-huh. I could do that too and help people out, but I won't be in jail. Uh-huh. Carlos in trouble. So I thought he was getting called in for the drugs, but he wasn't. 
Yeah. It was about, and really, what he did. It was about IDing Chucky. Yeah, but he didn't know, he didn't ID Chucky as a cast member. Right. He ID'd him because he knew him. It was probably pretty smart for Chucky to even know that he was recognizable. Uh Uh-huh. Because these other people have been out. I don't think Carlos knew Chucky was going in. They purposely kept them apart. Uh-huh. In other seasons, they'd had them together and they kind of... Right. They recognized each other as they came in. Mm-hmm. But here, they didn't. And this is what happened right away. So for them to call him in about that, I think, is crap. Mm-hmm. But... Unless they did know who the participants were. And yeah, but he, he wouldn't have called. Then he called him out. Yeah, like then that. that would be bad. But I don't because think because they said that he put the the participants in the program at risk. So that had to mean that he pointed out a participant. Well, Darius was worse. What Darius did with Carlos was worse than what Carlos did with Chucky. Yeah, that was bad too. So that he should be. And I would imagine the prison doesn't know about that yet. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. Uh, Warden Reginald would have called him in there. Uh-huh. You had any headaches yet? <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean that's kind of crappy. So, but really, all the guys, all the guys have done that so far. Mm-hmm. So, Darius in the pot—that was fun. The <laughs> yeah. guy trying to get a lighter. It's a good thing they ended up flushing it because I bet you he was going to smoke it. Yeah, and he would have gotten like in trouble. every intention, and that's, you know, you can get a charge for that. But what are you going to do at that point? Well, they they have always told them that if they do anything chargeable, that they could get arrested for real. Yeah. That if they catch any actual charges while they're in there, it's on them. Mm. That's what they've said. So. Yeah. So that's tough on his part. You want to don't want to blow your cover. Right. Maybe he did want some weed anyway. <laughs> it sounded that like That could it. be it. He wasn't going to be. Actually. So why would a, a guy like sneaking pot in, sneaking pot in, but people getting a lighter seems to be a problem. I mean, I get it. Yeah. A lighter should be a problem. Right. But so should getting pot. Right. So uh-huh. what good, you know what they should have done? They make all this stuff. We see them with their commissary. I'm not trying to tell somebody how to live in prison, but just from jailbirds, we see that people make all sorts of concoction with Rice Krispie brownies and you could have put the pot in food and eaten it. I mean, you could have oh, done it. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Right. It may not be the I most. I don't think ap- like that because I've never done any kind of drugs. Yeah, me neither. Actually, I haven't. So it doesn't really matter. So. But you think that that would be what you do then. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and put this in some food. You'd probably grind it up real tight and yeah, eat it. Yeah, they can't, you know, bake it in anything. No. Which I guess is typically what you do yeah. if you don't put that in food. Mm-hmm. Gathering from what the real housewives have passed around. Right. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. Well, it's legal. They were in Colorado. Yeah, I know. But still, they're trying to promote. We got enough alcohol. Yeah. I like the new girl that came in, Trinity. She seemed real fun and funny and understood everything. I thought she was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and that whole phone thing back and forth happened that she was actually, they all kind of got together on that. Rose and Trinity. That whole conversation about the phone when the lady was trying to talk and they were yes. all being loud. So that was, um, that was 
was crazy. Yeah, but you think that happens all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. We talked about it last week that the the um, you know, there's if everybody's not out in the pod, there's no justice that happens. Yeah, I thought it was kind of bizarre that um, what's her name that was doing all the hooping and hollering while that girl was on the phone was the one doing it because she's the one having all the seizures. Yeah, so it kind of come out in all of that. You know, Trinity kind of said it first. I'm not sure if she's really seasoned and if this isn't just an attention, attention thing. Yeah. But the issue with Trinity is she spent weeks in jail, right? And she had aggravated robbery. We look at people spend years in jail for aggravated robbery. And she did weeks uh-huh. with six years probation. So maybe there's some extenuating circumstances, but her time in jail isn't like these others. Right. I mean, she spent weeks in jail. So, I don't know. Maybe not having a prior record and maybe whatever age she was when she did it. Yeah. She got probation instead. So, they all were between both of them. I just loved it. That was a, you know, I like to see the real issues and the real thing, even if it's not with cast members. Mm-hmm. That lady came over there and says, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you dead in your, sh-, is what she said. Uh-huh. Dead in your shit. So, that is super. I loved it. So I think for everything and then the seizures are an issue and go to if the if if they're not believable, if she's not really seasoned, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You got to treat it like it is and so you can see the, the flaw in the system. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think she is having seizures. You can tell looking at her. Yeah. But um the issue is that nobody comes in a timely manner to help in the first place. Yeah, you think the guards, their policy is probably get a medical person. Yeah. When something and like this And they're walking happens. even when they see that she's seasoned. Mm-hmm. Like nobody really cares. Yeah. And that's not good. No. I mean, these are still people. So any of these, we think in the preview, we get Chucky rubbing his temples, but we don't think yeah. he's headed out. No. That'd be funny if he was out. I think <laughs> with his social media following, he, he has to gut this out. Uh-huh. He can't go out early. Darius, I think he's suspect if um, he gets a call and there's an issue with his family or something. Uh-huh. I right. think that's going to be what yeah. gets him if he goes. Right. I forget if we had Tim left this time or not. I don't remember if he was actually in part of it or I think he's been out completely. So nobody tapped out this time. Yeah. So do we have anybody else left to come in? This so. is the group. This is yeah. all of them. The only spaces I have in here are Just Tim Tim are. and Lynn. Yeah. They're gone. So that's fun. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long. Maybe, I don't know, 10 weeks is probably what we have. Love, life. We're going to, I messed this up. Life after lockup. It was fun. How about, I guess the whole thing this time was Brittany kicking the crap pulling a Kevin on Amanda. Did you even, how, you know what? I tip my hat to the producers and the production people and even the publicists for not letting us know that this was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, they seemed uh, very nervous (laughs) of what she might be capable of doing. They were following her hardcore. Mm. Putting themselves between her 
and the other girl. Yeah, I have some questionable camera angles and what happened, but I'm willing to get past that because she did at least shove her to the ground. Shove her to the ground. Pretty hard. And hover over her and in a threatening way. Walk her back into her place of employment. Mm-hmm. That is the worst break ever. <laughs> I would not want to go on break anymore. Right. Like, it's all right. But Look, she was all over. When you saw her, she was at a point where she said, well, what if I had a threesome with your dude? And would you want me to tell you if he was messaging me? I'm thinking if you're living down this path, if you're going down this road of. What do you expect? Yeah, what do you, I mean, really, what's going to (laughs) happen? I don't know. I don't know. You're inviting other people into your marriage bed. This yeah. cannot lead anywhere good. I think it could have been last week or the week before. I'm not sure. But we had made it pretty clear that we believe that of our core listeners and subscribers that we weren't going to have any that um, were taking pictures and publicizing their buttholes. <laughs> we believe that. We probably are also in the realm where our core group is not probably participating in three ways, I would assume. It's just not the type of people that would probably be interested in our podcast. Right? Probably. I know. I'm but you sure. never know. There's a lot of freaks out there. We find out that more and more, well, it's even then as we get to know people, like even personally, that you find out that that's people are a bit freakier than that's, you thought. That's what I'm saying. Like it's maybe, more common, I think, than, than maybe we being ever normal. Is the freak. Exactly. That we're the freaks because we're normal. That's why we get, that's why we get the crappy review. Yeah. Cause we're bad. <laughs> we're the weirdos. You weirdos <laughs> who only, I don't know. If, but look, if we broke the bed with just the two of us, <laughs> we did not. How would the three, how would three people? You have to get one of those custom beds that they use for, uh, yeah, the, we get that in the, Occasionally, for well, the uh, seeking sister wife, the group. Do- right, the twelve foot bed, we an industrial bed, uh-huh. but we were just the two of us, and we're not big people. So. And they are. <laughs> I don't. And like, they're getting a custom bed. I don't like your tone. <laughs> so she hovered over her and beat her down and stomped on her. You know. Mm-hmm. How do you come back from that? I don't know. Production. Well, obviously, they're me, done with each other. For me, we kind of know. Even with the Kevin stuff, I don't remember. I think we saw somebody come in when Kevin was beating the crap out of that dude last season. Here, there's producers, there's camera people everywhere. It's a scrambling mess of a parking lot. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine it would happen. Um, and. And they knew about it, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like I said, they looked awfully concerned mm. about splitting up the two of them. Yeah, he, one guy. He repeatedly was telling the other girl to go in the building. I'm assuming that was the producer, and it seemed like a pretty old dude that they put in there as the producer. Not a lot between them. It was really, this whole episode for them was Brittany just... She's just such ass. a hypocrite, though. Well, she's a big girl, too. She's been in bed with another woman talking about how horrible it was that he might be talking to another woman. 
you probably shouldn't you shouldn't take pictures of your business and send them to anybody. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, just in general. That's me being judgy, but but she's assuming that he's out cheating when he's not home. We're not he's probably he's out not. gambling. He, he's definitely at least doing that. That's his job. Suspecting though, and complaining about your partner from somebody else's bed is a completely different thing. Yeah, hard to justify anything from that position. And yet she naked, seemed like she did naked in bed with somebody else, complaining to somebody else that your husband is sending pictures of their junk to you. Uh huh. Seemed a bit hypocritical. It certainly did. Hypocritical is also. And she says, "Well, I don't remember how I got here." But she remembered the events of the evening. Mm-hmm. It was the other day. I slept like without going into a backstory. Maybe one night earlier this week, I only slept two and a half hours for whatever reason. Let's just call it podcasting. Okay. And I got two and a half hours of sleep Sunday night into Monday just because we watched the episode late and whatever. And then we were recording late. Yeah, and whatever. And. Whatever. I guess I don't know how to be. And whatever. And stuff. It's, it's, yeah. So, it, it, and I had soccer on Monday. So, I go to, I fall asleep around 11 or so on Monday night. And you get me up out of bed for something. And I have no to, recollection. For you to get ready for bed. Because right. you had nodded off while watching one of the shows. Single Life is what yeah. we were watching. And. I started I, talking to you about the show uh, and got no response. And I turned around and looked and you were out cold. So maybe so, Brittany was just tired. I was pretty sure that you had not set your alarm and, you know, finished getting ready for bed. So I got you up. And then the next day I was shocked that you didn't remember. See? Because you got up. You did stuff. We talked. That's insane. So this maybe Brittany wasn't inebriated. Maybe she was just really tired. That's entirely possible. So she could be innocent in all this. Maybe no. she got naked with another girl, and that's how she doesn't remember. She was just tired. <laughs> so then it's excusable. But Is she it? remembers taking a bath with the girl. She did remember taking the bath, so never mind about that. <laughs> so that is... All I th- excuses out. Yeah, I guess so. So Deontay, I thought what was funny was that he, on his shirt... It said paid. Of all the shirts for Deontay to wear, <laughs> it saying paid on it is not something that he should probably do. <laughs> His mom beat the crap out of him. She said about Lindsay um, that Lindsay doesn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. That is Yeah, great. I was like, wow, that's a, You've taken a it step further to a whole new level. You're now killing the grass outside, I guess. <laughs> But I don't know, pot, you could pee anywhere. Um, boy, mom called her gutter trash. Wow. It was just tough. Well, you know, Deontay needs somebody to shake him up a little bit. I mean, he's got to stop right. doing this. We think he's just doing this for the attention and to be on the show at this point. Yeah, he's a bit desperate. I mean, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah. And evidently, from what I hear from... People who have um, seen his, uh, maybe his OnlyFans, <laughs> he has a certain uh, a certain skill. Probably. Okay. So it, uh, it'd be like, what is the, um, 
What's Does the Liam? Do what's the Liam Neeson? What's the Liam Neeson um, movie taken? Uh-huh. I have a certain skill. I have a certain set of skills. Deontay has a certain set of skills. Okay. So he he says he does. No, I think that. Well, he has. You know, you got to bring the right tool to. <laughs> Evidently, he brings the right tool. All right. You know, and this was just a normal Lindsay with her daughter and pageants and walking. There was not a whole uh-huh. lot of substance to right. this other than they're making Deontay seem like he is quite clingy and needy. Desperate. And mm-hmm. it does sound like him. Yeah. I think they're making out in public now that he isn't like that, but everything we've seen about him yes. is that that is exactly who he is. Exactly. Puppy and Amber, boy, I tell you what, puppy, I, you know, I think she just needs like a good, normal person. If there's somebody who, you know, you almost feel bad yeah. for her. She, she could just use like some a no- normal. It would be like we could, if we some could, stability. you know what she needs? She needs like Chaz. Yeah. Probably. Well, he's creepy though. Yeah, I get it. But Eric is just horrible. And I don't know how he affords all the yeah, places he's got, he's really what he bad. does for money. Yeah. He didn't have a job, two houses. I think he's maintaining the wife. I don't think yeah, he has but, any interest in actually following through the divorce. I think he's stringing her along. He's carrying this big backpack around. Who knows what he's selling out of that. Thing. Right. They didn't tell him that, he, that, that she's pregnant. Yeah. I just feel so bad. She's afraid of yeah. him. Yes. And Afraid of his uh, response, how he'll react. Yeah, all of that. It's Afraid that he'll leave her. Yeah. She's just not in a good place. No, so I think that um, that's just too bad. She really, and and that she's pregnant in all of this. Yeah. By such a loser. Yeah. Bad choices. Yeah, I mean, but she ne- always needs, she looks like she can't be by herself. Right. It's either with with Eric or with Amber or with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaz needs to like be... Like she needs somebody to take care of her. Yeah. Yeah, she's not capable of taking she's, care of she's herself. She's really insecure. Chaz finally get. You think it would be a big story that Chaz finally gets lucky. <laughs> but do you see him licking and sucking on her face? Oh, and so gross. It was really gross. I think... I don't know how she made it through it. I don't know. You know what? I bet you she was on something. Well, she said she she's never done it with somebody sober. So. I'm thinking this is the case. I think that I'm not sure she could get through this. And you know, she doesn't like him at all. No, he had. I think maybe he, I don't even think he sees it. I think she tells him when when he comes and says, when she says like, "I'm mad that you're staying." This is not a normal yeah, reaction, right? But he doesn't take it for what it is. He is trying to make her feel sad for him. He takes his ring and puts it down and storms off and sticks and his head up against the wall. Yeah. Like he wanted her to come over and comfort him and comfort him and console him. And so they talk for a bit. She kind of calms things down and he says, well, maybe I'll take you home. And she says, okay, take me home. When you know he wanted, well, how about I spend more time with you? That's uh-huh. what he wanted. Right. She just said, take me home. <laughs> He was guilting her into, well, you know, I feel bad and all alone, but maybe I'll take you home. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Take me home. Meanwhile, she gets a call from probably an ex, yeah, I would yeah, assume. Yeah, who was in prison. 
And apparently just got out. Yeah, so they're going to end up together. Definitely. So, Chance, I'm glad we are getting Renovation 101 from Chance. What he's going to do, well, I guess first off, we find out that Taylor's pregnant. We kind of knew that before, Mm -hmm. but it's confirmed at this point. She is pregnant. And somehow Chance... He believes he's out buying a house after the truck incident. Gives us a whole lesson on credit. I wish we had like um, hours that we could do this because Uh I would have loved to replay to replay what he said about Uh credit. I was dumbfounded. Tear it apart. Yeah. What an idiot. Completely. He's just and he goes through there. Kelly, there is a eight foot bedroom. That he went in and said, I'm going to make this a two-level room. Yeah. This is an eight-foot room. <laughs> He's going to build a second level in this room. Yeah, I don't get it. And take Bobby and move her out to a couple of storage sheds out in the backyard. I could build a double-decker. Look, we He's saw- so grandiose. We, and His you know, plans are grandiose. His ideas is, are grandiose. His vision of the future, grandiose. This is my stepdad. My stepfather was like this. Mm-hmm. Great big plans. And nothing ever happens. If we went and found him now, you saw that garage that he built. Mm-hmm. He did it in a night. Yeah. It's just crap screwed together. It's plywood and sheetrock screws right. holding everything together. Right, and he never finished it. And a curtain. If this is the kind of side jobs he's pulling, he will never get repeat business. Right. It's not possible. I don't know what he's thinking. He's not. And I love that he's trying to play big shot with with whatever, what was it, bubbly Moscato that he is. Oh, that sounds good. Mm. I'll take that. Like, whatever. And he ordered, like, some kind of crab pizza. Which yes, I think is, crab and, rangoon. And so there's no doubt uh, any human would feel nauseous. So right. You, you can't. With that in your face. Yeah, that's why. She, I was looking at it thinking, ugh. I'm thinking I'm allergic to that, right? <laughs> I, I can't. I couldn't eat that, could I? You can have crab. Oh. So he's got a big plan. Two hundred. How is he even eligible for a $200,000 loan? I have no idea. With a criminal history, too? Well, I don't know that. Does that matter? Well, that you, you're not. You're not. Developing your credit while you're in he prison. He is. Kelly's getting $50 credit cards and paying off. How long off. was he in the mail for? How long was he in jail for? I forget. For? It was a while. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not establishing any credit for a long period of time. You don't have the history of making payments on stuff. I that hurts your you, credit score. He talked about renting the other place out. I would assume even a part of his 200000 would be contingent on the rental of I'm the sure. place. Because he can't, he can't have enough income to qualify for a loan. But they're not married yet. And that's not his place, so he's he gonna couldn't make... he couldn't pre qualify not being you know part owner. You want to see if if you don't listen to us normally, you want to get us fired up. Talk money. <laughs> talk about money. Talk about money. So yeah, bring it. That's why we're pretty boring, <laughs> right? That's it. That's just us. Sean and Sarah get married. That was a nice. That was nice. Ceremony. I think yeah. for us, we kind of go okay. That was sweet. At least we got there. Mm-hmm. Kelly coming in black. I don't know what that was about. I guess it's maybe the only dress that she has. Probably. So. She probably had to borrow it. Something tells me she doesn't wear a dress too often. Tell me more about, and you might know, what is this first look thing? 
I know. Never we, heard of that. Normally, it's tradition. Popular. It's popular is, that evidently I'm tradition hearing. Tradition is you don't see the the bride before the wedding. You would think. I mean, I stayed. I mean, I we had a house. I stayed uh, with my mom, so you could stay at our house, right? Just so we wouldn't see each other the night before the wedding. Mm-hmm. So, so, I, I mean, but. The poor, I guess the U.S. Department of Corrections commissary system is going to be out a whole lot of money now that Sean is not sending money to women felons <laughs> anymore. So the, the system is going to take a hit. Yeah. Brittany and Ray. Brittany has got a whole big plan. She's got a ball dress and a reception dress. Yes. The prenup She's so thing. ridiculous. Yeah. He owes all that money. Well, I guess if she's planning on doing a prenup, then she feels like she's not taking on that debt. That's probably, for them, to tell you the truth, is probably a good idea. Um, But she didn't have any problem running up a bill for the wedding. Yeah. Who's paying for it? Because, you know, her parents aren't on board. Agreed. Her mom's like semi-okay. Her dad's like, no way. So who's footing the bill for this wedding? Ray has a normal response. I'm not surprised by that. Um, I get it. And even she's going, you know, uh, I feel uncomfortable about this. But it's his reaction. So I, I get never it. even thought about a fairy tale wedding. Like in childhood, well, I, like I, I never daydreamed about having a big you were anything. Prenup, you never, because you did have a house. That house is still, by the way, in your name. My name's not on that house, right? Because I didn't know you when I bought it. Yeah, I think we probably ought to talk about that. <laughs> we have. I don't like your tone. <laughs> we need to get some kind of trust. I feel like Todd and Candy from Housewives <laughs> of Atlanta on this. How does so? We're gonna bounce into sister wives. How does? Cody and him, how do you break up this type of family financially? I guess that's kind of our our point here is as you separate and this happens, how does that break up if you're oh, we're talking really, about sister wives? Yeah, now? I moved. Oh how does uh, that happen? Yeah, I was thinking about that because they must have taken very careful steps over the years about how they manage their finances. Each well, of he's the women works, except Christine. Mm. She was the caregiver for all the collective children as they were growing up, while the other women and Cody all worked. She was the only one who didn't. So when they moved to Arizona, it was the same. When, and they started the Sister Wives Closet trying to do a collective business they were mm. all part of. Then when they moved, or I mean Las Vegas. Then when they moved to Arizona, they bought separate houses. Some of them rented. A couple of them bought because they got better deals buying than, and couldn't get rentals. They had mm. trouble getting rentals there because... Apparently, there's not a lot available there. Or weren't where they chose. Right. So, Christine, though, bought her house. And I'm pretty sure they chose to put each house in the woman's name. Mm. So, it was their house. That's good. Um, So, I'm not sure how they worked it out when she left. Because there's not an official divorce because there's never not official marriage. marriage. 
So I was thinking about that myself. Like when they file taxes, they're filing as a single parent. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're probably drawing money. I'm going to think they're drawing money from like assistance, an LLC. For children, probably. Or, Wouldn't they qualify for? No, because I think the money that I think there's enough money coming in you into think? the family. I, I would that hope. many kids and paying college. And- I would hope that. Um, that I think I think there was enough money coming in through the show and real estate I and guess. other things they that they do. I mean, if the ninety day fiance people can live off of this stuff, yeah. I mean, I know they're not doing OnlyFans and cameos, but right. but there's got to be enough. You, uh, my theory is this: you're more into sister wives than I am. Yes. I think most people hadn't liked Christine for a decade. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, just in general. I think this episode turned a lot of people towards Christine. I, I, it's my belief. Me, I do not. I to me, it's a continuation of the nothing's ever going to be good enough for me because I never really bought into the polygamist life because I was overcome with jealousy the entire time and made everybody around me miserable because I was jealous. How was it before, and and maybe not everybody's been on board for 17 years, but how was it before Robin with Christine? The same. She complained all the time. Even when they lived in the one house in Lehigh in Utah before Robin, she was unhappy. Mm -hmm. They've even had conversations like, now that they bought the property in Arizona and they talked about having the one house that he had designed, she was adamantly like hysterical against that, said she would never live in one house again. And so then it came out that when they lived in one house, she didn't even like him to walk through her house to get to another house, mm. even though they were interconnected. Because, and she said she would never live in one house because she didn't want to see him interacting with another wife in the foyer, in the driveway, to see out a window, them going out together. Like, she cannot deal with sharing a spouse. She had no business ever being in a polygamist relationship. She can't handle it. I have a hard time even seeing this and, and even sympathizing or even empathizing with Cody in any way. Like, I don't know how anybody could expect somebody to be okay with this. So I think right, I, but, can't, I can't I mean, come from there. Yeah, right. You've well, been involved. Well, Christine grew up in a polygamous mm. family. So she knew what she so was. she knew what she was getting into. Mm. She probably, in theory, thought, sure, but she couldn't actually live it. It was definitely a mistake for her to yes, get in there. For sure. And I said to you, I feel like when she. Because she talked a lot in this episode about when she had a place, Mm -hmm. it was good. And what she's talking about is when she served a unique role that wasn't shared with anybody else. And that was her being the caregiver of all the children. She was the nurturer, the collective mother of all the kids. They all loved her. Mm -hmm. They're all close to her. And as they grew up and she got out of that role of being the mom Mm. to all these kids, now she's just a wife, one of many, Mm. and they're on the same level. And that's what she can't deal with. She felt 
special because she could offer something the others had no interest in offering. Well, that's kind of the unique thing even about a polygamous lifestyle right. is that that's the case. Right. And it's supposed to be a collective effort mm. for the good of the whole family. But for her, it was personal. It made her special. It made her special to him, she thought. Mm. But when that role was over and she's just a wife like all the other wives, that wasn't good enough because she wasn't elevated in some way. Well, and that's even a part, you know, Cody probably had to see that earlier and did a probably a really bad job of communicating with them to then find her a new role. Or I even thought like that last kid that she insisted on having, you could see it in her then when she was insisting on having one more kid, that it was a competition. She didn't want somebody else to come along and have a kid and she not also have a kid. So Truly is so much younger than the others because she insisted on having one more kid. Mm -hmm. Because I think that was about the time that Robin came in and had a kid. So, you know. And you see that the relationship, you said it yourself, is different with Robin. Yes, and it is. But... It's because their dynamic is completely different. They have excellent communication between the two of them. They can disagree, and she does quite often disagree with him, even disagrees with him on how he handles another wife's situation. Yeah, he seemed to talk him into staying there and sleeping on the couch. Right, and And yet she can talk to him openly about it. And he hears her and he considers what she says. And I think it's because her attitude is positive. Mm. She's always looking for the good of everyone else and not just herself. Right. Christine never sees beyond herself. And, well, I think it- and she has the crosshairs on Robin because that's her biggest threat. She was the newest wife. She's the one who came after Christine. And... It- it's probably easier it. for us, maybe honest. It's easier for Robin also to kind of be in that spot and to be the one kind of, I guess, quarterback and all that because her communication is so good. I think that kind of helps. It helps her. And I think she appreciates the, the large family dynamic. She came, she was married before and, and they were supposed to be a polygamous family. But he had not married anyone else yet, so she was an only wife, but he was, you know, abusive and not a good person and not a good father. And so getting out of that and being really loved and appreciated and her children being loved and appreciated by Cody was a big thing for her. And then being welcomed in because she was actually brought in by Mary. Mary put them together because Mary and Robin were friends first and she introduced Cody and suggested he consider courting her. So that's how that came about. So her feeling like part of the larger family was a big deal for her. And I think she worked very hard at not upsetting anyone. You know, she didn't want to disrupt anything. The popular thing is she's behind the scenes manipulating everything i don't think so 
That's I, to be. I really don't. Do you, we, what we'll do is the hate mail and the bad reviews we will get would be because. <laughs> I think she has influence with Cody because he respects her because of the way she speaks to him. I mean, we've all been around. We consider neg- each other's point of view. You see it. We've all been around negative people. And yes. You just generally don't want to be around negative people. Right. And that. So I think in all things considered, Christine needs to get away. Yes. Cody, should, this should have happened much, much sooner. Yes. This is way too long that right. this is happening. And it's it's awkward and. Right. And it, it's been throwing, you know, a bitter pill in this family for a long time. I mean, you go back seasons and watch yeah. the arguing, the going off by herself, the crying, the woe is me. Yeah. I mean, this has been going on yeah. for years. Like she said, she's been unhappy for a decade. She should have done something about right. this way back. So Instead we of will, just making everybody miserable along with her. Yeah, we will follow this as it goes on. But um, this, for us, was a free episode. This was Quick a, question. What? What did you I'm breaking off. What did you think about their very deep conversation? That was real. That was I think so that was we don't see too real. many in reality TV. We don't see too many real conversations. I think this was maybe the first time the two of them have sat in front of each other and been real it and was, honest. I mean for us it was like we it's what well, and for us that's what we want to see. We want to see the real conversations. Right. I mean there's a lot of drama and a lot of crap that goes on, but for us we want the real stuff. It's like right. watching, if you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, it was like watching Marlo be real at the end of that. And you right. went, you know what? That is something else. We, we want right. to see people like they really are, not like they put on for the right. show. And I feel like somebody watching that conversation could be real critical and say, well, that's awful that he said that he didn't love her when they got married or he wasn't attracted to her or whatever. But you know what? He was being honest. Mm. I respect that. Yeah. Tell the truth. Don't make stuff up to make somebody feel better. Probably should have said it sooner. I think Probably. that would have been better that they have this conversation, I don't know, 15 years right. ago would exactly. have been better for everybody. Right. So, But I, but you can't slight somebody for telling the truth. No. I mean, they needed to have this conversation yeah. to know where they stand with each other. I agree. This is what you normally get in a full episode, so we encourage you to subscribe. You get this. You get the same thing with Real Housewives. And then we have... If you can tolerate us, we have a personal podcast that we do also. It's about an hour, about an hour every week that we put out on the weekend. Stick around. Lots of stuff coming up this week. Thank you for listening. You can hear additional 90-day Real Housewives and personal podcast content on Patreon, Supercast, or our Apple channel. Just search for Couple with Chaos in any of those three platforms or see the instructions and links in the show notes. You can also find us on all the socials at Coupled with Chaos. Email us directly at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. 